Hey, this is Nicole Herring, and you are listening to The Spark Series, a podcast dedicated to empowering women with inspiring stories and the kind of ideas that get the sparks flying. My focus in life is to lead and support others in overcoming mediocrity so that we can all leverage our passion for a purpose. Get ready for the incredible wisdom of my guests, have a good laugh with us, and enjoy some deep thoughts and real connection. Because believe me, these are the kinds of meaningful conversations we've all been craving. Above all, we lead with authenticity. So hop up, have a 10 second dance party with me, and let's do it. I think we're recording. This is my first guest uh, podcast episode, and I am introducing one of the most favorite people I've ever met. Uh, her name is Nina, and she is, well, let, I'm going to let you say exactly how you are, because I know you've got your uh, way of explaining who you are. I have a way of explaining who you are, and I'm going to go second, but I'll let you take it away from here. Who are you, and what do you do? <laughs> Hey, so I'm Nina Daffe, and you can probably hear from the accent. I'm um, based in London. Um, I'm a PR specialist, basically. So what that means is I help people with their visibility, but um, in a very sort of relationship-orientated way. So if I had to put it in one sentence, it would be that I help women in business to build profitable relationships through networking and PR. And that's basically me in a nutshell. <laughs> I love it. And uh, you know what? And it's interesting because obviously you and I have met in, uh, we met at a retreat. I was photographing a retreat and you were one of the guests and I was just so magnetically drawn to you. And so I think that that's an interesting thing that, you know, you focus on relationship building. Um, and you know, the idea that profitability in a relationship is, 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 you can look at that in so many different ways. And so like, yeah. the thing that I look is like, I learned and got so much value from just being in friendship with you that the profit came before there was even, there was like no financial exchange. No. So I think that that's something that you have actually, um, you've spoken on about how you're making an investment in relationships when it comes to that. And so I would just like to say that you you are you speak your brand and you live that out in a way that feels really good and natural i was so invested in becoming friends with you that like the whatever it is that you did for your business i mean it it's it's in it's in my vision but that was like a side that was like a side bonus of being like i can learn from her because what i really wanted was to was to be in relationship with you first and so can you talk a little bit about like how how you live your brand and walk the walk and talk the talk that you do that networking isn't about selling at first. Can you yeah. tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, thank you so, so much. And like for, for people, obviously this is a podcast, so you can't see, but I'm like cheesing really, really hard at the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Black girl blush right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think for me, um, relationships are just at the heart and center of everything that I do. Maybe it's because I'm a Libra, you know, they talk about how we just, you know, we love people, we love relationships, we love friendships, but I just, I have come to the realization that the best collaborations, the best, you know, even interviews and chats like this, um, the best client relationships come out of, actual relationships actual 
um, sort of friendships. You serve people best when you actually know them, right? Um, you can tailor your messaging better when you actually know who it is that you're speaking to. You serve better and you can um, give people results better when you actually really know what their desires are. And so for me, that's just um, the way that I am. Uh, me and Nicole actually had a conversation yesterday where she talked about being able to feel people. And I'm exactly the same way, very empathic. Um, I, I feel other people's feelings, other people's emotions. And so I feel also that one of the traits of being an empath is that we don't like fakeness. Um, we don't like sleaze. Um, I don't like contrived conversations. Don't talk to me about the weather. I'll check out, you know, <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to actually get to meaty, juicy conversations. And so for me, it's exactly as you said, like, because that is who I am and that is what my belief is about business. I don't, I don't come to any sort of, I don't know, place networking opportunity with, um, okay, this is what I want to sell and this is what I want to do. It's well, who are you and what's yeah. your heart? What are you about? And yeah. Yeah. I love it. And you know what, the thing that you just said that really struck me was that, um, if you're going to talk about the weather, I'm going to check out. And I love that because I actually use the weather as a conversational piece for people that I know that engaging with them in something more meaningful is not going to even resonate. And so sometimes there are people who are just not interested in the same conversations that I yeah. am. And I don't invest or try to make them more interested in me by doing things that I need to do. So sometimes it is actually meeting people at their level. And when you can tell that having a real deep conversation or a meaningful conversation is just not yeah. something we're available to, I'll ask them how, like, what's going on on your side of the world? What's the weather yeah. like over there? We're, you know, I mean, and so, and it's not to be a jerk, but like yeah. literally, but having that feeling and knowing mm -hmm. that as an empath, not mm -hmm. everyone can always feel that. And so what do you mm -hmm. think that that, I mean, so that's how I look at it. But when you're, when you're talking to someone and you're deciding that this is a relationship that you would like to engage in, um, mm -hmm. I, I mean, you want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt that everyone has value mm -hmm. to offer, but that doesn't mean that everyone, um, you know, is somebody that you want to have like a networking relationship with. So how do you kind of look at that or how do you find that? look for those pieces of intuition or gut checking with, you know, what kind of, I, mean, I guess you tell me, like, what does that mean to you? Like when you're meeting someone, how do you know if you want to talk to them or you don't want to talk to them? Yeah, I love that question. Um, so I think for me in a, in a, in a business sort of setting, right. You know, um, I think it goes back to knowledge of yourself, your mission, your why, your purpose, and what it is that you're actually wanting to achieve. And so that's something that I teach my clients. And it's also something for me um, that I operate in. I'm very, very sure of what my purpose is, where I'm going, and, and what it is that I want to do. Um, and so I feel that you know, if you kind of, it's that whole proverb of, you know, if you if you want to go slow, you do it by yourself. If you want to go fast, you do it with other people, right? Mm -hmm. And then um, one of my other favorite, it's actually a, a scripture, but it's the right division, make it plain and they will run who read it. Mm -hmm. Like 
in order to have people run with you, you have to actually write the vision. You have to make it plain. You have to know what you're about and what it is that you want. And so once you have that piece and you're meeting, you know, other people, like I said, it's about getting a feel for their hearts. And when I say getting a feel for their heart, it's like their core values, mm -hmm. finding out whether their values actually mesh with yours, um, finding out whether their, their values are actually very similar. Because once you do, you actually know whether this is going back to that scripture, someone that, that will run with you, someone that you can actually kind of lock arms with and say, hey, you know, actually, maybe we could do something together or, you know, um, take something forward. So I think that's also why the friendship part to me is so important because you know um, I don't believe in kind of hit it and quit it as I always say it's oh, right. long term this is a this is a marathon and so any good friendship you have to invest in so Absolutely. yeah I love that and you know it kind of brings up an interesting question because it's like you know in in looking at the long term you know building relationships is always a process um mm. and you know like somebody gets married too soon you know like it's, you can see it all written all up in there and they're like it's, it's an immature relationship and they're still trying yeah. to figure out how to how to talk and and walk and and do the journey with each other um mm. but i think it's i think it's interesting to look at the perspective of your own personal journey of how you are in the long game, not just for having relationships with other people, yeah. but for your business. And Absolutely. so you know, the, the basis of my podcast is overcoming mediocrity um, and, you know, leveraging your passion for a purpose. And so like, take me back to the inspirational point of like when you started this business, because what I want to, what part of what this podcast um, it, as a, a whole is to do is to really inspire people to look at where they're just you know, getting by in life, where they've settled and have taken on just like a mediocre version of life and look for how they can, um, you know, take it to the next level. So how did you start your business and how did you decide that what, whatever it was you had before was mediocre? And then how did you start taking this journey to leveraging your passion? Tell us about that. Oh, so my story <clears throat> is actually a very interesting one because the Far Above Ruby's collection actually started as a blog. It was just a blog, just a passion project that I had. And um, what that, where that came from um, is the fact that, so even though I've been born and raised in London, my background, my heritage is actually Nigerian. Mm. Um, and also, you know, you heard me refer to scripture. So, you know, I've also got like um, a very strong belief and I've got a very strong Christian background. But the issue with being both Nigerian and Christian is sometimes um, I like to describe it as being like a double noose in the sense of I saw a lot of my female um, role models be very bright, vivacious, and you know, they'd get into relationships or marriages where because of the tradition of both the religion and the culture, when it comes to women, they actually ended up being, they were shrinking themselves, they were being squashed because oh. they had to fit into boxes. Mm. And so seeing that when I was younger, to be honest with you, marriage, really scared me and it was really this thing of especially because of my personality I'm very outspoken I'm very loud I'm not that 
you know, the typical kind of church girl who's really quiet or whatever. And I'm not the typical Nigerian girl who's, who's necessarily very meek and mild either. So I, I don't fit into boxes anyway. That's so I was like, oh. Our most connecting point of all of just like our ability to be like, we just don't fit. No, yeah. That's <laughs> why we're so connected. Okay, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I'm like, I see you. I feel you. That's yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> and so fast forward, you know, like the Nigerian household is very much, you know, you go to school, you get job, you get married, you have kids, all of that sort of stuff. So I'd done that. I'd gone to school. I'd got my job, I house, all of that sort of stuff. So kind of fast forward to about the age of 25, people are now asking me, so where are you? Where's your husband? Where are your kids? What's happening? I'm like, mm, I don't think, <laughs> I don't feel ready yet. I don't feel like that's what God, you know, has in store for me, but also that underlying fear of can I get married and still be me? Can I get married and still be a woman of passion, purpose, pursue um, all of my gifts and my talents? Because as I said to you growing up, that is not what I saw, you know, the two did not go together. And whenever people were kind of saying, you know, you need to hurry up and get married, they would always quote scripture to me. You know, they said, you know, God said it's not good that man should be alone. And they would talk about how we're supposed to be helpmates and stuff. And I thought, well, this keeps on coming up, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I'm very interested because I don't feel like I fit. Um, I'm very actually interested to see were there, were there women of the Bible who are like me? right yeah. whether are there are there women who who out there also modern day women who are like me and don't necessarily fit in boxes and stuff <laughs> so i started the far above ruby's collection almost as a thing of i can't be the only one right like surely there has to be other women that i can identify with both past and present mm. so I, I i go a whole year and i start blogging and i'm getting some nice traction but i'm not growing in the way that i want to right so i take a course um about pr and how to become visible and that sort of stuff and discover that I, you know, I'm getting this feedback that I'm a really great writer and, you know, people are enjoying my work and I'm actually enjoying the process. Like, um, I'm one of the people um, who's always talking about how I've been published and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I actually realized that I enjoyed the process. And I got to a point where, so one of the things that I was doing was that when I was writing about the women of the Bible, I wouldn't necessarily always talk so much about my actual feelings. I hid behind them because I thought, oh, Christianity and feminism, that's a bit taboo. How do I manage that? You know, until one day <laughs> I see this article. Uh, the turning point of the story. Yeah, this is the turning point, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I got chills on my arms right now. <laughs> and then one day, oh gosh, one day. Okay. okay. <laughs> so one of my favorite writers is Chimamanda um, Adichie. Um, Nigerian writer, she's, she's written quite a few books, Americana, et cetera, et cetera. But she's, and she's Nigerian, um, but writes from a very feminist point of view. And she, she basically had published this article where she'd said something along the lines of she feels she would have had more success in Nigeria versus the rest of the world who's embraced her if she wasn't so vocal about her feminism. 
And I thought, oh, interesting. And I, I go through the comments and it's literally just validating everything that she said. Like they had all these things and they were really reviling her. So I, and then also around the same time, there was this Twitter hashtag um, that had been sparking up amongst um, women in the church, basically talking about some of the things that they had gone through and the sexism and the misogyny mm. that they had experienced in the church. And the two of them together, you know, there's that that gif of Kermit the Frog kind of sitting there and like stamping on the keyboard. Like, I kind of did that. I thought people have this whole thing messed up, you know, if they're feeling like the two don't go together or somehow God doesn't love women or we don't have a purpose. So I, I write this whole article, which ended up being um, the five common misconceptions about feminism within the church. Oh. And I then sent it to Relevant Magazine. And um, that was that. I forgot about it until like a few weeks later, suddenly my email list kind of starts blowing up and people are, are joining. I'm like, where are all of these people coming from? <laughs> well, my hairs are sticking up on my arm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then I realized oh my god it's this article and you know like till today like it's my most viral piece it's been it's been um liked and shared thousands of times it actually got translated into Portuguese wow. more than that people actually started writing to me and saying oh my god you have actually put into words stuff that I've always believed but never had the language to mm. say or I felt too ashamed to say or I thought oh my god like I'm not the only one this is this is absolutely amazing um and then from there I started getting questions around well how are you pursuing your purpose like you know how did you kind of find um you know your calling and how are you being visible and appearing in all of these places and stuff so it actually came first of all out of out of passion but also kind of by accident to be honest so now I'm married the two together of empowering women still talking about the women of the bible but very much so in a way where it's like well if you are a woman of significance if you are called and you and you are actually you do have a purpose and you have to stand up in it and you have to be visible to to actually put that across so that's that's the roundabout way that, oh, I, that, I came that is today. a damn good story. And the thing that I love the most about it is that you looked around and you were like, am I the only one? And you didn't yeah. see necessarily right away the, any leaders who are speaking both from your perspective and to your passion and in, into in, in yeah. your heart. And so instead of feeling like I must be wrong. You stepped into that role and created that leader that you were looking for and have now created that leader for others who are now behind you, who are looking for you. And you've made yourself visible so that you're not, so that other people can also feel like I'm not alone here in these thoughts. Yeah. And, and like attract like, you know what I mean? And as you step into your role, the more powerfully and confidently you feel about yourself and your vision and your message, you know, just like how I immediately was drawn to you, like, this is what happens is that powerful women can be like, guess what, I can have faith and I can have a career and I can have a passion. I can have all of those things um, and not be constrained or made to yeah. be, you know, stay small. And, um, and I think that, you know, for whatever reason, the way that we've been sort of brought up in this world to be sweet and quiet and meek and mild, mm -hmm. um, 
that 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 was a good thing and mm -hmm. you know and i just like i don't know this must this like all of this is just why you know we must connect on such a a, a deeper level of not just like oh you're in business i'm in business we should get exactly. to know each other it's like it's, it's a it's a deep rooted soul Okay. Yeah. So I love it. Oh my goodness. I love it. And I think that, you know, um, to the point of how you're an empath and I'm an empath, I have to share a little bit of the story here of, you know, not just the first time that we met, um, being, you know, having like a connection. Of, um, sorry, my, is my internet yeah, you froze for a little bit, but I can I can still see okay. and understand you and stuff. Yeah, you're I'm like here. Okay, just as a reminder to the listeners, you know we are in the COVID nineteen yeah. time <laughs> where everyone is self distancing and isolating and all that. I'm like, so I, I apologize if there's any craziness with the internet. Sometimes Zoom isn't a perfect situation all the time. So bear with us if you if you if you're if it lags or does anything. Um, but the point I was going to get at is that you know, when I'm an empath, and as you know, when you start feeling and seeing the people with passion and you're seeing their story, it's mm -hmm. so moving. I mean, I'm getting chills yeah. up and down my, my arms. I'm uh, like blinking back a tear, listening to you be passionate about stepping into your power and being a, the, the most, uh, an elevated version of yourself, which is so what my brand is about is like, you know, how do you have an elevated experience in life how can you elevate yourself to the best of your ability uh and walk in in, in the best of who you, god who you are who god made you to be you can either accept your gifts and accept your talents and be fierce about that or you're not but the, in the, either way no matter whether you believe that those gifts and talents came from the greater universe or from god himself or wherever you fall on the spiritual spectrum if you deny yourself of being the best of that what, like, what good was that? What good are those gifts? And yeah. so, you know, I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm getting teary a little bit. I'm trying to be like, don't be the weirdo who cries. And it reminded me that the first time that I was taking your picture and I sat there and I, my body was shaking and vibrating with such joy. I was blinking back tears and I, I don't know if you remember me saying that, but I'm like, I'm just, I'm trying to tell myself, I'm like, I'm sorry, Nina, I'm just trying not to cry. I'm so happy right now. And what would it look like for women to trade that level of mediocrity in life to be so happy that there are tears of joy with the way yeah. you grew up with the world. And so I just yeah. want you to know, like you're bringing a tear of joy to me when telling your story. And, and I know that I shared that moment with you in that other way. And this is what women need to know is that mediocrity and settling isn't the fucking way. <laughs> There's my F-bomb when I get passionate. Yeah. But like, here's the thing, ladies, you don't have to just feel like you have to fit in the box. Yeah. And so I just, I really want to acknowledge how your passion makes me feel. And I'm an empath, so it makes me feel like a weirdo. But being inspirational and walking in that way helps women to be aspirational. They need to see you doing great things it's to feel true. like they can do that for themselves. And, yeah. it, and it's not just Christian women and it's not just women of color. It's not just, you know, it's everyone has a, a position of leadership Absolutely. who wherever their tribe is, every yeah. single one of us have a calling. And so I just yeah. I really want to acknowledge that you're like, you're doing it and, and you're doing it for your heritage, your background, all of, all of, you know, there's a community there. You're yeah. doing it for the people who you're, you know, building businesses with. You're doing yeah. it for just women in general. Like it's it's more than just this one little area that you're making an impact. So thank you 
for stepping into that and writing such a powerful piece that people are just, you're moving people. And that uh, you are a great writer. And I've told you before, I love, I love your, your content. So, um, Anyway, so now I'm doing all the talking and you're doing, <laughs> you're doing the listening, but I just, I just want to feed you a little bit and just really just let you know that I know that you're doing this because it feels good to you, but it feels good to me too. And that's the yeah. I completely, I, I completely understand that because like, that's how I have felt also just meeting women like you right and 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 seeing people one of my other um phrases or taglines that i like to use a lot is about exactly what you just said helping women to speak up step out and shine as the women that god created them to be and i it's it's amazing because obviously when I, when I first started doing all this, like I said, I was doing it for, for me, you know, it was more a cry for help for me, but for all of the ladies who might be listening to this feeling like they want more, that there has to be more. And, you know, surely you can't be the only one. Like Nicole just said, like, if you don't see it out there, like create it, seek it out for yourself. Like I didn't know, I'd never seen other preachers or teachers talk about this, you know, the way that I needed. And so I did the research myself and just started writing about it. Like you can do the same thing. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yes. I love it. So, okay. I want to just kind of revert this back to your business a little bit, because obviously the core of who you are and what you've come into being um, has landed you to basically being an expert. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard. Sometimes that's the hard, that's the hard corner to turn when you're like, Oh, I'm just a beginner. Oh, I'm just learning. Oh, I'll just do this for fun. And then to step into that place and be like, actually, I'm, I'm the authority here. Like I've been doing this and having success for myself and for others. And so like, I mean, I think that we'll, we'll drop We'll make sure that there's a link, um, to, you know, your freebie. Cause I think that you've got a really good lead magnet and Tell me what it is again, but what is the basic first introduction that people need into PR that you can say, okay, here's something that's, you know, just the first steps for people. Like what, where do yeah. they go first? Yeah. So, um, on my, um, website, which is far above rubies um, I have a free PDF, which basically gives you the juicy secrets for how I get referrals, PR opportunities, um, you know, all the different stuff that I've been able to do for myself and other people and it's called seven ways to network without actually having to leave your bed and it's so funny because even before quarantine I was talking about (laughs) building your brand in such a way where you know even if for example you're not like me and 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 actually because I'm more of an ambivert than an extrovert um but even if you don't get your energy like from being with other people going to live events um even if you don't live in a place like london where it's quite metropolitan and there's always stuff going on or you know you could you could still build your business you could still be visible in in lots of different ways so going back to your question of the the first step 
um, you know, to PR. I alluded it to it earlier with the knowing yourself, the why, the mission. I think it should always start with your goals. But then the next step is basically what is contained in that freebie, which is now that you've got your firm foundation, you think about the people that you would like to attract in terms of clients. Mm-hmm. You think about the influencers, the brands that you'd probably want to collaborate with. And then you get to basically networking and putting yourself out there. So I think that those are really the two main things, because when you build relationships, I always say, especially when it comes to being visible, PR, media opportunities, I haven't pitched myself actively, I would say, since February. Okay. Right? Despite that, I have emceed a virtual event. Um, I have been on about three podcasts. Yeah, three podcasts in the last few weeks. Um, I've done a masterclass. Um, and like lots of other things, basically. And this is, this is me not pitching myself. Wow. And there's still things coming up. The reason I'm in this position is because I have relationships is because I have been so visible and so um, in the business of just making friends and letting people know what my expertise is and who I am and what I do that now when people think about PR and having someone talking about um, being visible, they think about me. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. (laughs) You know, so I'm I'm now in a position where I don't necessarily have to actively pitch myself anymore because the relationships that I have built, as I said, it's it's literally well, if I need this person, if I if I want someone to talk about this thing, I will just call upon Nina. Right. Right. So that literally comes from, like I said, the relationships, but then being, as Nicole said, an expert in your field and the way that you show people that you are an expert is by being visible. So that's why I talk about networking and PR, because I feel that the two go hand in hand. You don't get on people's platforms without them no liking and trusting you. You don't get people working with you you without that. So it's, it's together, you know, you don't have one without the other, you know? Love it. Well, and let me, and so let me ask you this. So if someone wants to, you know, learn the next steps for themselves, you've just told them that, but if someone is like me and they're, you know, getting to that point where, okay, once the business is launched and we've got some stability with some of the systems and the automations in place, and we're not in the very beginning parts of my business, once I get through this first parts of launching Mm -hmm. and I want someone to do PR for me, do you offer that as a service? Do you do PR for people? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yes. I I do both. So I do. (laughs) Tell me me your PR. (laughs) Yeah. So I do, you know, there are some people who, you know, want to know how to do it themselves. So they're happy to pay the investment in the beginning so that they can, you know, it's teaching a man to fish. They learn all the skills themselves and then they kind of run off and they're able to then have the tools to, to, to do it themselves. But let's be honest, you know, the, the more successful that you become as an entrepreneur is usually the less time you have. There are some people also who don't necessarily like writing or like the process of pitching, right? And so it's my belief that actually you pay an expert to do the things you either don't have time for or don't like to do. 
yeah. right and so if that's what the case is with you know pitching you know like i've literally been dubbed by clients the pitching queen you know because it literally is something that i enjoy it's really funny because i hate things like doing trello and stuff and i have um a really amazing lady who helps me with my graphics and things like that who's in south africa and i'm trying to sit down and do this thing and i was like oh i hate it let me just message lindy and see if this is something that she would do i could learn how to do it but it makes me want to scratch my eyes out. I don't want, I don't want to do it. So I messaged her. She's like, girl, I love Trello. I was like, yes, that's me with pitching. I love the process of getting to know people, their brand, um, their vision, how they want to help, how they want to serve and helping them to heighten that. Right. And make more of an impact because I think that's what it is for most people. Most people, who are long-term in business they didn't just come into business because of the profit they came because actually there's a problem that they want to solve there's an impact that they want to make right and so if i can help you to distribute that and make sure you get that in front of more people Mm. then it's my absolute pleasure absolutely oh my gosh okay well and then i have one little question to follow up on that because i think that this is important especially because when it comes to business, there's so much to be done, right? There's a lot, there's a lot. And I think that hiring people who are in their zone of genius and be in their lane is really important. I mean, I have one client who, you know, she's just, is like, do all my writing. I love your writing. Everything you write is amazing. Do it for me. And yeah. she, you know, so she gets to stay in her lane and then she, you know, she has another person who does like VA type stuff. And then I get to be in my lane, which is just be in the right, you know, do the writing and do the stuff. And I think that that's mm-hmm. important for people to diversify their businesses. You know, I help people with messaging. Um, and sometimes some of some people, I do it for them because yeah. I feel so connected to their mission that it's yeah. easy for me to do it. So it's a natural segue. So I love that you say you like hire someone to do the Trello or whatever. And, and I love that you can do it for people. And I'm curious, what is your opinion on whether or not a person is pitching themselves or if a person is being pitched by a publicist, like does one have more weight to it than another in your opinion? Because here's my reason of asking is that sometimes when somebody's like looking for say they want to hire someone, right? And if you were like putting out into Facebook, like I'm looking for someone who's an expert in Trello, give me who you got. People could be like, I'm an expert in Trello or, you know, somebody that you know could say, I've got an amazing recommendation. Let me share her contact with you. Mm -hmm. Which like, I mean, I sometimes feel like, should I go with someone who's willing to pitch themselves and say, Hey, I'm the expert in Trello, or do I want to go with someone who's got an experience with them and is speaking on their behalf and is coming off as an, as a recommendation? Like, I don't know which way is better. Do you have, a, is there one that you've seen better in the industry? There's the question. Yeah. I mean, I think it really depends. Um, so for example, if you're dealing with something like Caro, which is a service called Help a Reporter Out, or um, major sort of publications, right, that are kind of nationwide, international, national, they tend to be used to working with 
publicists and PR people, to be fair. Um, I find that when you are working with like maybe a podcast host or an influencer, then um, once again, it also depends on kind of the size um, of the platform. But even then, I think that there, there are ways of bridging that gap so that it's still very relationship orientated, right? So for example, my role then would be to, to get in touch with the editor or the influencer and, you know, recommend you in a way, but obviously in the most professional way, you know, pitching and all of that sort of jazz, but then almost like what a broker would be, where they kind of introduce the two people and mm -hmm. then kind of let them then build that relationship and, you know, get on with it and that sort of thing. So it really, it really depends. Like if you're someone who wants to be very, very hands off, um, you know, it could all be me, but if you then kind of want, you know, a little bit more input or to really see and get to know the person, or you actually would want me to be a ghost writer, because that's mm. sometimes what people struggle, struggle with, where it's like, I know what I want to say, but I'm not quite sure how to do it. Well, then in order to kind of get through that, I could also then ghost write so that it's still you as the brand, as the front person, but right. then you've got the right structure, the right language then to approach Smart. the piece. Smart, and I really love your response because I think it is true. If you're networking with something that's a larger corporation or a brand, mm. you know, and you're not interacting with a specific person, you know, um, in the sense where if it's a bigger company, like there's lots of people running this business versus mm. somebody who's running their own business and, you know, getting invited as a podcast into someone else's business, I mm -hmm. think it's a valuable thing, but also, you know, like the, the podcaster or the group owner or whatever, the influencer, you know, has a responsibility to their, to their tribe yeah. and to their community yeah. to, you know, make sure that who they're bringing on is, is, is the right fit for them. So mm -hmm. I love that. I love that either or is good. And, uh, and I hadn't thought of it that way. So that's really good information. Um, mm -hmm. I love it. Well, I'm going to put the show note or not the show notes. I'm going to put your, um, your website in the show notes and, um, and I'm going to share, you know, a link to your, um, website in my group, because I think that everyone needs to know more about you and more about how to get started on their um, networking journey. Is there any last thoughts or anything that you wanted to say before we wrap this up? Um, I would really say that I understand how daunting sometimes being visible can be, especially when you're just beginning mm -hmm. and especially, um, you know, depending on personality type, like I shared, originally I actually was doing a lot of hiding and it wasn't always very easy for me to actually come forward with with my beliefs um with my thoughts with my feelings because automatically you do get scared are people gonna like this are they gonna reject it is this now a reflection on me or you know all of those different things um but I will tell you that for me having that peace draw so many women like me who needed to hear my words right if I would have had that and I think the spiral that I was in when I was kind of thinking about my future would never have happened and so for you you know for people who are listening you could be that for another person so when you do find yourself 
spiraling, getting nervous, you know, knowing that you need to take that leap and um, become more visible, but, you know, shrinking back because of fear. Really think about the legacy, you know, think about the people who need who need you and and literally won't actually be able to overcome whatever their problem is without you like they they need you right so i would say take the pressure off yourself don't make it about you just yeah. come with a heart of service um and that's really the best way forward yeah i love that and i think that too i mean that, that goes just so well with the the mission of this podcast of overcoming mediocrity mm. and it's like what like what if what if we all believed that we had a legacy to live and to leave mm. behind and like to step into that to that that um that role mm. oh, it's so good so good so good <laughs> I just adore you, and I'm so glad that we have connected in life and connected, um, in, you know, in person and not again on this podcast. Um, and you know, thank you for everything that you do, and thanks for being a, a just a voice um, and an example for everyone. And um, thanks for joining me here. I'm so sorry, it glitched there. So the um, last thing I heard was "thanks for," and then it glitched. <laughs> for being you thanks for oh thank you your 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 legacy and and living your legacy out and being the woman that you are and uh that's it so i just wanted to say that and um thank you for having me as well like i loved this it was amazing i know we've actually gotten to chat twice in a row two days in a row i'm like this is just as good as life gets sometimes yes (laughs) all right well everyone check the show notes for um nina's uh, Facebook page and her website information. I'll drop it all in there. And if you're not in my group, not a bland brand, that's where we talk about all the amazing things of how to have a brand that stands out and, um, and to have, you know, uh, the messaging and your branding be something that just speaks to people and is a real representation of you. So jump into my group, come get the information, learn from everyone and go take action. That's the biggest part of all this is that I want everyone to be taking action and to creating a leveraged, elevated version of their life. No more mediocrity. Let's do it. Thanks ladies. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. Head on over to NicoleHerring.com to read the whole story. The good, the bad, and the ugly. It's all in there. Plus, you'll find links for Instagram, Facebook, and info on how you can rediscover your passion and reconnect with your soul, even if you're a mom. Emerge from the Fog is available on Amazon, so go check it out. In the meantime, have a dance party, take a walk, or take a nap. Because the secret to getting your mojo back in your motherhood is self-care. Your family deserves the best of everything, mama, including the best version of you.